0: Kei manukura o te motu hui. Welcome to the Hui, Māori current affairs for all New Zealanders. E taruake 20 years old and fighting for her life. Why did
1: you want to talk to us?
2: I want to share my story about heart disease. Girl, okay, uh, what? Letitia
0: Poharama struck down by the disease that took the life of her twin brother.
3: No words can explain what I felt like, you know. To me, they're only babies.
0: An intimate look into Letitia's courageous battle. Then it's Hori's pledge. We meet the artist driving the This is Aotearoa campaign, Hohepa Thompson.
4: What we're doing is trying to offer people more mātauranga around the word Aotearoa um, and the fact that we're not trying to rename New Zealand at
5: all.
0: In April, the Hui received a heartfelt plea to our inbox. A young Whangarei Wahine wanted to share her story about her inherited heart condition, an illness that had already taken some of those closest to her. It was a tono we couldn't turn down, with premature deaths due to cardiovascular disease, a leading killer amongst Māori. Here's Rowani Pereira with Letitia's story.
1: It can be confronting to see someone so young, so sick. Do you need anything At just 20 years of age, this Fangare Wahine is struggling for every breath, as her heart battles for every beat. Oh, Letitia Poharama wanted to share her story with the hui and the devastating effects heart disease has had on her and her fano. cardiac conditions, a major killer amongst Māori. Letitia is a shadow of her former self. This once-outgoing social butterfly was diagnosed with cardiovascular disease two years ago, when
2: she was just 18. I had shortness of breath, and... I was wondering why I had blood in my spit. Gone was the relative carefree life
1: of a teenage girl, replaced with grimly regular visits to Whangarei Hospital. Can you just tell me what life was like before this illness? Life was fun. I was out there living my best life. In Letitia's case, her heart disease is hereditary. She has a gene called BAG3 passed down from her mother's side of the Fano. It's believed to have caused the deaths of many
2: in her wider whānau. Do you ever think, why me? Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes I think, why us? Why me and my brother? That brother
1: was Letitia's twin, James. The Fano thought he had a simple chest infection when he was admitted to Whangarei Hospital. But the bag three gene James and Letitia silently carried kicked off in both of them at the same time. For grandmother Reina Tuhimata, it was a heartbreaking discovery.
3: While I'm visiting James, she's in the hospital over the other side of the wing, and I'm finding all this out. Actually, I was quite shocked for James because he was a very fit boy. You know, he was a hard worker. He worked in the forestry. Can you tell me about James?
2: Um, yeah. (laughs) He was funny, naughty, (laughs) and he'd do anything for me. What was it like for you seeing him sick? It was freaky, was traumatising. I wanted to do as much as I could for him, but I didn't have enough powers.
1: Tragically, James lost his fight for life a few weeks after being diagnosed. He was just 18. What was it like to see your grandson pass away at such a young age?
3: I don't know. No words can explain what I felt like, you know. To me, they're only babies, mm. and they shouldn't have had to go through this.
1: Now, Raina is left to care for Leticia the best she can.
3: The bulk of the time, I've been her own caregiver.
1: But you're 72? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A good 72, a great seventy-two, but yeah, you don't get any other help. No. Apart from family. No. No. The only respite Raina gets is when Leticia's stepmother, Stacy Walker Haterini, visits from Kaiwaka a few times a week. She's incredibly close to Letitia, forming a special bond since Letitia was a young girl. What does a good day look like for her?
3: Getting up, toilet, shower, breakfast. You know, start the day, and as long as she's smiling, really, and got a happy and looking for your phone, well, she's (laughs) alright.
1: Today's a bad day, though. Today's
3: a bad day. So Tisha's comfortable with me and Raina and I'm Farley. away.
1: around the She loves your midi mini eh. We could spend hours doing. it. Gives her some comfort? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The BAG3 gene that Letitia and her brother James carried is rare, found in only two to three percent of cardiomyopathy cases, a disease that weakens the muscle that pumps the heart and can lead to heart failure. Cardiologist Dr Will Harrison explains.
5: It's a relatively small number of people who have cardiomyopathy in general, um, but often these are very young people that are affected and often multiple family members.
1: Cardiovascular disease is the leading cause of premature death of Māori, twice that of Pākehā.
5: One of the reasons that uh, our people's cardiovascular health outcomes are not as good as non-Māori is because we, as a people overall, are less likely to receive the best evidence-based treatment for those conditions. There's complex reasons for that, but one of the key reasons is that currently the health system does not treat Maori uh, or Pacifica or other minority groups equitably compared to non-Maori.
1: Down in the Waikato, the DHB is hoping to catch cardiac cases early they've launched an outreach programme that specifically targets Māori communities to try to detect heart conditions early. Backed by Māori health champion Lady Te Moxon, the initiative was launched earlier this month at Kirikiriroa Marae in Hamilton. The first of its kind service delivers heart health care direct to Farno particularly useful for those living in rural or remote areas. Cardiac nurse specialist, Patumahui Leif Wright says early diagnosis and prevention are critical for Māori communities.
6: I bring all of the screening to them and all of the screening that I do provides answers right there and then. So I do all of this in a way that observes tikanga, that doesn't make them feel like any of it is their fault and it's it's mana enhancing and that's the whole point, right.
1: And it's already picking up cases which, with the right treatment, will ensure the person doesn't die young from heart disease. Can you tell me the age of the youngest person that you've seen?
6: In their early 20s. The beauty of it is that if I find something in someone who's in their early 20s, I already know that I've essentially saved their life, because this is something that they wouldn't know about until they turned up, probably in 20 years' time, so sick and so oppressed by a system that doesn't acknowledge that they've really had no power in this um, disease that's happened to them. And so, in a, in a 20-something-year-old that i found something, I've just saved a whole lot of misery for the children that they haven't even had yet.
1: But for Letitia, no early heart check could have helped. The type of heart disease she has, inherited dilated cardiomyopathy, often occurs in late adolescence. Most die within five years of diagnosis.
3: It's definitely not right to see a young 20-year-old girl suffering like that.
2: Have the doctors told you what the future looks like? said that I wasn't going to make it. But... In my heart, I believe... I will. And I'm not gonna let no one tell me if I'm gonna die or not. Are you a fighter? Yeah, had.
1: To her word, Letitia fought hard to the very end. She was laid to rest at Tarakaka Urupa in Kaitaia, beside her great koro, Sir Graham Latimer. For her nana, Raina, it was the second grandchild she had to bury from this terrible disease. What do you want people watching this story, your
2: story? What do you think they should take away from this? If you have this type of disease and you're struggling, just keep fighting and never give
0: up okay okay maira ehine naruwani pereira therapurungu next we meet the artist behind Hori's pledge He's the ōtaki artist currently known as Hori, and he's a Māori on a mission. Hohepa Thompson wants to officialise the name Aotearoa. It's a kaupapa he's taking on the road on what he's called the Hori's Pledge Tour. Kei a Martin, te roanga ake o Shall I
7: show skills, Chief? <laughs> artist Hohepa Thompson, also known as Hori, is making a statement. What? <laughs> Don't worry what this guy and his mate said. This is Aotearoa. This is Aotearoa is his koha to the debate around the use of the name Aotearoa. What we're doing
4: is trying to offer people more mātauranga around uh, the word Aotearoa. Um, and the fact that we're not trying to rename New
7: Zealand at all. Hoepa is Hati Māori, and it shows through his artwork. A lot of the work we work on is on kaupapa Māori
4: and issues that affect our people.
7: Raised in Taki on the Kaapiti Coast, the 37-year-old was born into te Ō Māori.
4: Growing up, I was raised with Te Reo Māori Mi As I kind of went into high school, I decided to stop that side of me. Um, put Te put Tere Kete Taha uh, uh, right over the side and um, decided to leave that world and follow a more ah oh, and go down that world, yep. Why was that? You know, I didn't think I could get a job you know, knowing to reo or doing that, it just didn't even cross my mind. I didn't want anything to do with it. Although it's the biggest regret in my life, if I hadn't gone down that journey, I wouldn't be able to, to do this.
7: It took five years of living in Australia to reignite Hohe Puzaroha for te Māori, Returning to Otaki in 2011. When I
4: came back home, I wanted to, to hooki kitoku uh, reo and toki maori so I decided to kind of start uh, Hori.
7: Kakitan. Hi. The Wharetoi o Hori is his Turanga waiwai, and where he created his latest art collection honouring the hopes and aspirations of his tupuna. It's
4: about showing people what cancel culture looks like and giving them a kind of shoe-on-the-other-foot focado around it, whether we were to take Pākehā names or parkia um, people in history and take that out of history.
7: And do you think it may perhaps have caused an uproar with those who are in disagreement with your focado or your concept?
4: Yep, of course, you know, there are a lot of uh, New Zealanders. They tie into these people doing this as showing people, can you imagine if we started crossing out and taking out those names from our history um, and to showing, showing them an example of, of that happening. So um, it is, it's trying to put the conversation back into their side of the court and ask those questions. Imagine if that happened to you.
7: And so Hori set off to travel around to Ika Maui, with a message. And with his billboard labelled This is Aotearoa, he hopes to raise awareness and potentially spark conversations amongst whanau. It's
2: a dumb name, New Zealand. It's like... What it, what, I don't know if there's an old Zealand in, in Holland or whatever named by Tasman. But yeah, let's get it back to Aotearoa.
6: Yeah, definitely. I think that's a real integral part of our culture and we should definitely refer to it as that.
1: Proud to say Aotearoa, uh, as well as New Zealand, but, you know, it's all part of our heritage, but I think Aotearoa is a fine name.
7: Hohepa is also using social media to get his message across, challenging anti-tiriti rhetoric like Hobson's pledge.
4: We just want They
7: just want you. What do you hope to achieve and what type of conversations are you wanting to spark? I hope to actually, at
4: some point, be able to sit down, whether it's with Brash or anyone else that may come and talk to me, and actually give them give them that lens and, and, and give them that mātauranga.
7: And as luck would have it, Hori got to do just that. Hobson's Pledge leader, Don Brash, visited Massey University in Te Iyoya to talk about free speech.
5: Far from it's been racist to attack a puapua, it is a puapua report itself which is
7: racist. Brash's kōrero touched on various Kopapa, including He Pua Pua, Three Waters, the Treaty of Waitangi, Hobson's Pledge, and Mātauranga Māori. Do you know what Mātauranga means?
4: My uh,
8: knowledge of it, you mean?
4: Yeah. yeah. Uh, very limited indeed. okay uh, very limited indeed. You say, on Hobson's pledge, it is through knowledge and understanding that we can move forward as one. Um, I find that a bit of a contradiction, as you have no knowledge and no understanding of Māori.
7: How concerning is that when he, in fact, doesn't have an understanding of who Māori are?
4: Uh, it's concerning only because, um, the platform that he has. And there's a lot of other people that agree. And again, they are probably people that have no understanding of our world. So what we're trying to do with the Hori Pledge is to give these people mātauranga Māori.
7: It's something that Hohepa is committed to achieving through his mahi toi. I can see things from each side's perspective.
4: And with my work, I try to give some context into why we think the way we do, and why Pākehā might not understand that. So it's kind of bridging the gap between those two worlds.
7: And he believes those two worlds can be united under the official name Aotearoa.
4: And I hope in my lifetime I get to see that happen. And I'm confident that that will happen. We can also remember that history of that time when you know, in Aotearoa, we call it New Zealand. You know, we can still, you know, whakamana that.
0: Nga D'Angelo Martin, tērā rei poata. I ngā ne tōnei, ka kōreru au ki te Minita Whakawhana ke Māori. Ke Willie Jackson. Aura Māori initiatives have been allocated more than a billion dollars in Budget 2022. So to discuss where and how it will be spent, I'm joined now by the Minister for Māori Development, Willie Jackson. Tēnā koe.
8: Kia ora. Kia ora, mē. Anu. tōra.
0: So where are we going to spend this billion bucks?
8: Well, one thing we know is we need investment in our people. So um, Māori targeted funding, and, and, and we've got to be clear about this because, you know, your, your mates in the Māori Party, Rawiri and Deb, love playing games. Games. You know they love saying, "Well, 1.2 billion for all of Maori." You and I both know. You've been around a long time. That's just the targeted spend. It's not 1.2 billion for 800 uh, for uh, for 800,000 Maori, is it? It's 1.2 billion for targeted uh, um, groups, and we're talking about Maori providers. Might be 100,000 of them, and we'll get the rest uh, w- with our with our other strategy. Where's so the biggest you, wins? I think the biggest wins are in health. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest wins are in health and whānau water, you know, uh, and particularly in health. I'm really proud of what we've done. Uh, again, despite what your mates have been saying, we've had huge support for what we're doing in the, in the health sector because this is unprecedented. So uh, we've got, as you know, 298 million um, being put in, in, in the health, but in the, for the Māori Health Authority. But there'll be also 300 million that transfers across too. Um, may so you're talking 500 million, mm. uh, and as well as that, the big thing with the health co uh, is our health authority will be working with the with the with the Parker health health setup, Ze- you know, New Zealand health. Uh, and this is the first time that this has happened. So, so this nonsense about of oh, 0.0, it's just nonsense they're coming out with. And I'm really pleased with how we've set this all up. Our health professionals are behind us, and we're working with. Uh, the Health Authority for the first time, Māori will have a say in what's happening with everything in this country. I guess that
0: is the criticism, is that initially it was thought that the Māori Health Authority would be funded the big money, but in fact what's happened is it's the direct commissioning that will get all the big money, and the Māori Health Authority is a clearinghouse, to to term a phrase, that's been used by a minister before. But, um, so, do you think, has that come about because of the pressure that you've been under?
8: I I think that the Māori, I'm so proud of the Māori Health Authority, and we've had a lot of support from the John Tamahedis, whose wife is on it, Mm. um, Aorangi Jury, fantastic um, advocate. Um, You know, for the first time we've got this unprecedented Māori Health Authority, and, uh, and it's going to be overseeing a budget of over 500, over half a billion dollars, that will build up. But the big thing is there's 11 billion on the other side. There's 11 billion on the other side, and they get a say on that. Even anything and everything Māori, our Māori Health Authority has a say on. It's like the budget, we've got 1.2 billion. That comes to about 5%, uh, Mahi, just for Rawadi and Deb, who keep talking about 0%. You know how good that is, uh, uh, me? Um We're talking about 350 million per year of new money. When you compare it to past groupings, whether it's Labour, National or Māori, they used to, they used to get about 30 million a year. We're getting 10 times the amount, um, which is about 5% of the new spend, because 1.2 billion is 5% of 6 billion in terms of the new spend.
0: One of the other areas is the media. So, following the Māori media uh, sector review, there's been 40 million bucks uh, over two years in budget 2022 8 million for strategy and development, 12 million to iwi media, collaboration ideas for um, news and current affairs, and 20 million for content creation. So, what can we expect to see with this funding?
8: Well, we're going to see something new, something different. Your producer has worked on this strategy uh, for me and for well, us. lots
0: of Māori have across the sector, eh?
8: Oh, absolutely. I- I'm really proud of the work in the last two years. My job was to complement that, that uh, stunning team I had, which was Annabelle Lee and Nicole, uh, Nicole, what's Nicole's Nicole? Nicole, Holly. Sorry, Bailey sorry, Mackey. Bailey Mackey, Jason Aki, Peter Lucas. Mm. I mean, these people, these people are, are, are brilliant. Scotty Morrison, and so they've do you put think they've you
0: put... Got to See more regional news. Coming yes, from yes. The I, 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 look, well, the
8: details I can't give now because it's going through cabinet at the moment. But um, we know what the framework is. It's about more news. It's about uh, promoting shows like this. It's not about using our Maori language money for Maori uh, for, That's right, for, for shows content, in English. It's
0: content that reflects Te Reo culture, That's, stories and that's perspectives right. of Māori. So and so leaving that to the side, that's 40 million. There's a whole lot of other millions of dollars that's been set aside for the merger. Do you see, do you have an expectation that Māori will be part of that too?
8: Absolutely. I've played, um, I've worked with Chris Farfoy in terms of the wider broadcasting story and kaupapa. But my job in the last couple of years is to get money. I've got $80 million in over the last two years. That works out to about 15, I know people are still moaning, but it's still 15, 20% of the overall budget. You'll know what the... the public media budget is, that's a good start yep. and I think we've got the frameworks in place and complementing shows that should be funded and supported, like this show, like the Marae show, Moana show, These are. this is the way uh, to go. I'm excited about the strategy which uh, um, can't be released right now because it has to be green-lighted by Cabinet. But which you can I
0: guarantee I... that Māori are involved in, in oh, the strategic and all... the implementation?
8: All the way through, we've got Jim Mather and Bailey Mackey for instance on the, on the wider public media sector strategy. We've got some Māori driving this who who know what the a set up is. As I said, Annabelle Lee and people like her and Scotty Morrison, Peter Lucas, they know it. Nicole, they know this. Jason Ake, they, this is a different setup. I know people are getting a bit frustrated they want it here and now, but I have to get well, I it th- I have to get it through the process. I guess
0: the thing is is that Maori in terms of new media and yeah. new platform have been doing this for twenty years because we haven't had those opportunities right. on the linear platform. So you know I think what we, what you're hearing is people saying, We know we've been doing this, we want to be part of it.
8: And just remember that the, the money that I got and uh, support I got was the first money for over a decade. So I'm saying first of all, secure the resources, secure the funding and the strategy will follow.
0: Kapai, I just want to talk to you about something that was raised actually on social media where we do lots of wānanga and tau tohi tohi. So um, it's the archives, they've reduced their hours I think in Auckland you could used to be eight hours under this government, it's gone down to four hours a day, sometimes it requires an appointment so for people who are doing the treaty claims work and stuff, it's really difficult. Some have said it's a treaty breach. I mean, what's going on there? As a Minister for Māori Development, wouldn't you be supportive of um, providing those historic records, it's the only place we can get them?
8: Well, I checked on that. It's 10 to 3, apparently, there. Uh, there. It's five hours. Nine to, at... nine, nine to 1 in Auckland. Nine to 1 in Auckland, 10 to 3 in Wellington. Um, yeah, I don't know if it amounts to a treaty breach. I, I, I think it's a treaty breach if we're obstructed from getting informa- information. It's incredibly... Can't
0: you throw some more money at it yeah. so they can open up?
8: Yeah, well, that's the key, you know. People saying, well, you didn't get enough money. No, we never do, you know. we. You know, I went for two to three times. We went for two to three Next times... Time- we got, but I think we're quite quite comfortable where we're at, uh, and we've got an opportunity, and that's what it's all about. The framework's in place, me.
0: Kia ora, tinākou, Kia ora. Okay, uh, hoki tinēi manu kōriro ki tana rohuhe, no horo mai ra. Nā te puna whakatonga te hui i tau